Welcome to the Andy Griffin Show. Wake up! With your chance to sound off, give your opinion, and tell us your thoughts. It's on. It's now. It's here. It's the Andy Griffin Show on News Radio 890. 92.5. KDXU. Southern Utah's News Talk Leader. Welcome to the program. I'm Andy Griffin. Thank you for tuning in today. Oh, man, we got some cool uh, promotions going on right now. I'm giving away tickets to go see Sting in concert in Las Vegas. Jack's like, what? I want some of that. Uh, and uh, we also have our cash and cruise giveaway thing going. Uh, 48 chances to win. 48 cabins. Five of them are instant cash cabins. And uh, somebody's going to win. We have several prizes. The big one, of course, is a $1,500 cruise voucher. Uh, after that, you also have an uh, opportunity to win. Uh, I think we have a three-night stay in, in Hawaii. We don't have the, the uh, flight paid for, but we have the room and furnishings and everything paid for. Uh, we are giving away a night in Mesquite with free dinner, and uh, we also are giving away uh, tickets to Tuacon with free dinner. So, so it's the station that pays the listener. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, paying back. Why not? Pretty cool. Uh, today, Brenda and Gary qualified for the cash uh, and cruise giveaway. Wow. Neither one won. The, there's still all five uh, cash cabins are available. But I'm going to be two a day uh, right up until the uh, right up until June. Now my wife's going to call me and say, Jack, get in that contest. Okay. <laughs> and you'll say, honey, I'm well, really eligible. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, sort of do a little work yeah, for that. Yeah. But uh, we, maybe we hook it with Sting or something like that. I would love that. that would I was cool. going to go see Sting before the, the, the COVID thing. Yeah. I had tickets. Tickets to see Sting, huh? Yeah. And then, and then they shut everything down like, you know. Yeah. Because, you know, I got tickets a couple months early, you know. I was lucky. I got in Chicago right before COVID oh, huh? hit. Yeah. We, we saw them like, I mean, like, what, what, what day? March 12th or something yeah. was when it really hit. Yeah. We saw them like on March 2nd or something. Oh, really? It was that close. <laughs> yeah, so. That was a show. It was great. Great yeah. Chicago. Yeah. Uh, the biggest problem was I had just seen Leo, Leonard and Friends doing Chicago yeah. music. Yeah. And I was That's... maybe 20 rows back in the Chicago one. I was in the balcony oh. 100 rows back. Yeah. So it wasn't quite as cool. But did you know... Four members of the original Chicago Transit Authority are still in the band. I don't they're doubt in their, it. They're in yeah. their 70s, and they yeah. were dancing around the stage with yeah. so much energy. I'm like, man, if I can be that energetic when I'm in my 70s, I'll be a happy man. Yeah, that would be awesome. So, very, very cool. Uh, and it's funny. They talk about, you know, Peter Cetera left the band in the 80s, right, right. Uh, early 80s. And uh, they talk about, well, we have our new singer with us. He's only been with us for 37 years. <laughs> <laughs> the new singer. The new guy. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Jack Lancaster is with me today on the Andy Griffin Show. Lots of fun things to talk about uh, as we try to get folks fired up. I, I, there's a couple of things that uh, I'm fired up about, Jack, yeah, and I know that you're, you're always fired about yes. that stuff. Yeah, we're always complaining. So. <laughs> no, 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 not complaining. You're fired up. That's Yeah, different. we're fired up. We have opinions. Yes. Let's talk. Uh, first of all, th- this was in the news this morning, and uh, I, I kind of t- texted you about it a little bit, but uh, so... I think 99% of people would say there's a, a crisis at the border right now. Uh, yes. Uh, not just illegal immigrants com- coming across, which is, is bad enough. And you have a wife who is a legal immigrant who is a, uh-huh. a, an American citizen now. But She's Mexicana. But, but 
it's not just Mexicans coming across. We're talking about terrorists. We're talking about drug dealers. We're talking about people from all over the world yes. finding an open gate through yes. the Mexican-American border. Uh-huh. And that's, to me, that's the biggest, most troubling part. And then we have this new committee formed. It's called the Disinformation Governance Board that has been formed by uh, President Biden and his cronies. Uh-huh. Uh, and what they want to do is, a la Soviet Union, they want to control what information is disseminated amongst our media in this country. And uh, today, one of the senator, one of the congressmen, rather, made a statement that they they had heard that the what do we call it? Information uh, dissemination government. Anyway, that board was talking about limiting the information that's allowed to be leaked from the border. Uh, in other words, they don't want to alarm Americans by by letting us know what's really happening down there. And uh, to me, it sure sounds uh, communistic, doesn't it? Yes. And, and, you know, what is the reason for that? What is the reason? I, I always think, I was thinking about this, you know, you you sent me the text about what we were going to talk about today. And I was chewing on that for a while. Mm-hmm. Why are they afraid of the, the truth, the reality of truth in this situation? Well, I, they're afraid of information because it will say something about them, probably. Then, then, okay, so if they have America's best interests at heart, which they claim to have, mm-hmm. then why don't they do something about it to fix it? Right. And if that's not the case, then what is the motive? Because a lot of times I look at uh, results of an action, and when it's repeated over and over and over again, you think, oh, well, then that's the motive for what it is they want to accomplish. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So sure. if they want to bring in drugs, if they want to have an uh, unregulated, if they want to, uh, uh, let's say, dilute. Because here's the thing. you don't. I don't blame the folks trying to come here to make a better life for themselves. Sure. They, you know, where they live, where they come from is not as good as, as what they could have here. Because a lot of times, you know, they can't, they can't build a life for themselves because of the corrupt politicians, the corrupt gangs. You know, you know, check down the list of the things that are wrong with wherever they come from. But when they come here, then we, as a nation of, of law uh, uh, abiders, if you will, for the most part, mm-hmm. you know, you can build a business and you can keep your profits. You know, with that, you got to pay your vig to the to the governor and <laughs> to the government. But at least mostly, you get you, that. You get to, you, mostly yeah. you get that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so, if you dilute this with a group of people that come from a from countries that have. For example, most of South and Central America and even Mexico, you've got uh, socialized health care. You've got uh, uh, corrupt politicians, corrupt police departments, corrupt, you know, right down the line. And you think, okay, well, if these folks are not educated and indoctrinated into the American way of thinking, okay, they don't have to have the American way of life, but the American way of thinking, and that they have a... They have an understanding of what free free market capitalism is, what it is that it does, what it is that it doesn't do, and then the things that the freedoms that they have, and versus the uh, uh, the laws that they need to abide by that may be different here than where they came from. You can't expect this generation to understand immediately what's you know what's expected of them. So if they come in here and they want, you know, all these government services that we don't even provide for ourselves, perhaps, perhaps we do, perhaps we don't. Then, then you dilute. In other words, you push the country to the left. Does, does that make sense? Sure. You push the country to the left in the political spectrum, and um, 
uh, I think in a way that that's backfiring uh, for the for the Dems and for the for the lefties, because even though hmm. economically you may be going to the left in in that you're going to have more government uh, control in the economy, which is maybe what they are used to, but they're very traditional family people, and you're okay. losing the Hispanics, you're losing the Latinos in the in the abortion type uh, uh, conversations because they're mostly Catholic, right. And and so you know you're gonna, I I don't know I don't know if these people think these things through or not, but the fact of the matter is, unless we have a country that has a solid uh, that we can control who comes in, because we don't want to bring in people who are freeloaders. We want to bring in people. I'm not saying these immigrants are freeloaders, but I'm saying that we need to control who comes in. We need to understand who they are, vet them, vet them, yep. and then put them into the system so that they can have. Uh, they can pay taxes on their paycheck so that they can, you know, uh, if they need to get a loan for a car, that they can do it without predatory uh, uh, interest rates on loans and things like that so that they can start building something and maybe either, uh, you know, immigrate permanently or go back home and, and, and have that experience, you know, and export, uh, you know, American values. So you said, Wouldn't that be a nice idea? Yeah. You, you said right up front, uh, you understand. They, you understand why they want to be here. Right. My question to you is now, uh, if we could weed out somehow, vet out, weed out all the all the bad seeds, the the, mm-hmm. the terrorists, the drug dealers, the people that want to mm-hmm. come in and just bring in families, would you be okay with that? And, and if you would, then then is there a number we should play? Like only this number. Of, if you of have if you have control, right? If you if you say okay, we're letting people through the border that we want to let through, yeah. Then we can make those political decisions as a country and let our representatives represent us to do that. Whatever that, whatever that, however that looks. Yeah. Because right now it doesn't look like anything. Right now it's just a free for all. Yeah. And and you can't have that conversation where it says, well, we want to allow you know the folks that are the engineers, the college educated, uh, you know, of a percentage, and then the, the the laborers, the workers, the unskilled workers is another percentage. Right now, what we get is we get illiterate in 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 English in English, we we mostly mm-hmm. get illiterate folks. Not saying that they're illiterate overall, but illiterate in English. And illiterate in our in our functioning in our society, right. and and then you know then we expect them to uh, uh, you know to, to, to function here uh, you know uh, and, and they're and they're in this subterranean um, society if you will you know yeah. you know I, I know of I know of people who are educated engineers and and uh, people that are highly college educated that work as as, as dishwashers and, and and you know yard care maintenance people. And God bless them for doing the things that they got to do to make their lives work. Right. Okay. Right. But it's just not. There's something wrong. There's something wrong, and it's not their fault. It's our government's fault. And the fact that they want to put in some kind of muzzle on the amount of information that comes out of there right. is so telling. You can't even. You can't understand. When when a kid gets caught in the cook with his hand in the cookie jar, the first thing he does is lie about it. That's true. That's true. And that's no different from other people who are, if you're not ashamed of your actions, you're not ashamed of the truth. You're not ashamed of what comes out. Good point. Good point. I read a story uh, a few days ago, I can't remember what day it was, uh, about a a guy who uh, was not a drug dealer, not a terrorist, but a guy who uh, came into the country illegally, uh, had a criminal record. It was, none of it was violent, but he had a criminal record. Mm -hmm. Uh, Within a few days of coming to the country, he got caught. He got deported. Mm-hmm. Within a week, he got caught again. Yeah. 
in the country. Yeah. In fact, it happened four times in a month. He mm-hmm. had the, the deportation process was such that, it, that it, it didn't deter him at all. He kept mm-hmm. coming back. And my guess is not that it didn't he didn't get caught a fifth time, but he's still he, he's here now. He just hasn't even been caught yet. Yeah. Uh, he, or he's back or, or whatever. Uh, and, and so I just and like you said, for them to go, OK, now the reports from the border are not good. It doesn't make us look good. So mm-hmm. we're going to we're going to get this board and not let that information out. And and it's not a coincidence. This whatever board disinformation governance board uh, was formed right about the time that Elon Musk decided he was going to mm-hmm. put a bid on Twitter yeah. and eventually did. And, and as long as all the I's are dotted and T's crossed, it, Twitter is his within yeah. the next few weeks. So yeah. uh, they want to control Twitter. They already control Facebook and other other avenues. Mm-hmm. And now they want to control not just social media now. We're talking about regular media. Right, right. That's, well, that's you know, uh, uh, YouTube is a place I, I, I spend a lot of time, and they censor hugely. Unbelievable. And it's... So you can't if you if you were to record a video that was not that was politically not mm-hmm. very nice. Yeah, you're saying they would take it down. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, I, there's a guy I follow that he's uh, Tony Heller, mm-hmm. and he does uh, uh, climate. He's a climate spec skeptic, uh, man-made climate uh, change skeptic, mm-hmm. and he posts videos all the time that get taken down. In fact, he quit posting on YouTube. He's on Rumble now. So I, I have an account on Rumble. And hmm. by the way, if you go to Rumble, you can find Rumble.com. Uh, you can find the YouTube videos that uh, YouTube doesn't allow for political reasons. <laughs> yeah. Might as well. I mean, you're not going to yeah. get them anywhere else, right? Well, yeah. Yeah. So uh, 922 on KDXU. If you want to be part of the show, call us 435-673-5890. Jack Lancaster is with me. Semi-monthly. That's every every other week, I guess. Semi-weekly. Every other Monday, I'm here. Yeah. Jack is here. Good to have him along. Let's go to the phone line. Seth, what's up, man? Uh, is there an agenda on this discussion today? Is there an agenda? Yeah, yeah our, our agenda on... is to say whatever it needs to be said to get Seth to call. <laughs> you are the agenda, uh, Seth. <laughs> okay, well, um, let, me ma- uh, let me ask a question to you two folks. Um, who do you think the most brilliant scientist we've ever encountered in the last generation was oh everybody's going to say albert einstein right well sure. i'm getting information that he was a fraud stole everything from other people because he worked in the patent office really oh yeah so he would just so, somebody would would send something brilliant and he'd go i like that and he would claim it as his own or, or adapt it or, or switch well, it around or change its name i'm or curious whatever, but. i'm curious how he could steal an idea of the theory of relativity when no one else is thinking along those terms and explain it in a way that the regular person can understand if he didn't really come up with it and thought it through from the genesis uh, of thinking. Well, l- let me just make this comment. Uh, when asked this question, who, how does it feel to be the smartest man in the world? <laughs> he said, I wouldn't know because the smartest man in the world is Nikola Tesla. Ah, Okay, well, so out of his own lips, he, he was sort of admitting that maybe he wasn't the smartest bulb in the pack. Or he was just being humble. He, You know, I tell you this, the, the, the people that I like to pay attention to and listen to, they are 100 times smarter than me, <laughs> and they don't think that they're that smart. Yeah, they, they just think in they just think in humble. different terms. 
Seth, you're an interesting guy. Are you the most interesting guy in the world? Uh, far, far from it, and the <laughs> dumbest, too. Uh, but here's the point I'm trying to make. He yeah. couldn't make a living. He showed up with a couple three cents, um, and um, he spent quite a bit of time digging ditches in New York City. Really? Einstein did. No, 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 we're Tesla. We're okay, Nicola. Okay, man, you, you changed topics to on me. Okay, Nicola, yeah. Yeah, so um, it's it just because the person is digging ditches or putting up drywall or whatever mm-hmm. doesn't mean that that person not necessarily might be the the thing that changes our life. This telephone and your radio and everything you can possibly think of that is high-tech and electronic Came from who? Nikola Tesla, not Edison. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah, he worked, okay. he worked and, for Edison, right? Tesla uh, worked for Edison had, for a while. Yeah. And was yeah. too smart for Edison because yeah. Edison would, he knows 1,100 things that won't work in a light bulb. You know, the thing about Edison is he was in front of Congress at one time talking about whatever it was, and they were grilling him about why he was so smart. And they asked him this real technical question, and he says, well, I'll get somebody to do that. And they said, well, why don't you know that? And he says, I don't need to know it. I have people that know it. Mm-hmm. That, you know? Right. Yeah. Now, now, the same thing, uh, uh, I keep mentioning a fellow by the name of uh, uh, William Mount. He's an ambassador for the Ukraine in those Slavic countries. He's a Ph.D. He holds a rank of, uh, as an ambassador of, of a three-star general. Mm-hmm. And he puts up stuff every day. He's censored all the time. He has to watch every word he says on YouTube. And over the weekend, and he's mentioned this hundreds of times, that if you take your microwave oven and take a tube out of it, the uh, magnetron tube, and you have it, uh, um, certainly not the one in your house, but if you turn it upwards and aim it into the ionosphere, and turn it on and rotate it, you can control weather in that you can make it rain or you can make it not rain or you can make the wind blow hmm. and you can stay, put it in a submarine and put it off the coast of, say, uh, Washington State and then divert the rain to Washington and dry out Utah. <laughs> okay, Seth, so got to run. Thank you. Appreciate the call you today. Bet. Uh, I, I don't know about that. I've one. never heard that theory. I but think we've gotten off in the weeds a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but I think you know. Don't get, if you get me started down the climate change thing, I'll, I'll go down <laughs> around another rabbit hole. Yeah, but well, um, right now we're in La Nina, and La Nina is colder Eastern Pacific temperatures, which causes a La Nina effect, which pushes the jet stream further to the north, yeah. which causes us to be warmer and drier in the southwest. I will say this about uh, judging a book by its cover, thinking someone's not very smart because of what they do or what they're doing mm, at the time. Uh, I, I grew up in the era of dumb jocks. It was, it was thought amongst the populace that if a guy was big and he played football, he probably wasn't very smart or at least didn't try very hard. And my whole life I have fought that stereotype. Yeah. People think I'm not a very smart guy. Well, there's a bunch of movies that reinforced that, too, back in those days. Very, very true. <laughs> very true. Oh, yeah, I play football. Yeah. Well, that, that what was of, that yeah. one? Uh, uh, oh, maybe it was Revenge of the Nerds or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and dumb, dumb jocks. Yeah. And uh, I will say this. I feel like I'm a pretty smart guy. Yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not a genius. And I think the smartest thing I do is kind of what maybe Edison did was get people around me who do know stuff. Yeah. 
because I don't have time to know everything. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but I, I will say this. I've been fighting that stereotype my whole life, and it, it's, it's funny because I wanted to be like everyone else, you know, but I wasn't because I'm six foot five and weigh 340 yeah. pounds. Uh, and yet as soon as, as soon as I could, I wanted to buy a car that was like no one else's. Mm. Isn't that weird? What'd you buy? A Mustang convertible. Oh, yeah. That's nice. Do you still that's have good. it? Yeah. It's in the garage. Oh, yeah. Except gas costs five bucks a gallon. I so I don't drive it very often. <laughs> but, uh, uh, all right. We're talking with Jack Lancaster today. Uh, the, Disinformation Governance Board. Uh, It's funny, Jack, because I'm not as up in arms about them kind of uh, uh, censoring Facebook and and stuff because I've always been of the opinion, and maybe this isn't a popular one among conservatives, but it's a private thing. And if I don't like it, I can go somewhere else. Well, if it's, if it's sponsored by the government, it's not, and it's in unconstitutional. And I think, well, and that's, and that's where I was going. It's with gonna, this. It will just be a matter of time before this gets in front of some court. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it, if it's a private company and they tell me, Hey, you can't post conservative things on my liberal, you know, Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Uh, and, and the company itself is saying that, then I'm just like, all right, fine. Hold I'll, on. I'll just not I, I want to take issue with that argument okay. real quick. Okay, so I I own a restaurant. Mm-hmm. So by definition, I'm a public accommodation. Okay. Okay, so I cannot tell someone not to come in because of their politics. Hmm. If they're wearing a rainbow flag, for example, a gay pride thing. But don't or, most restaurants have a sign that say, we refuse the right to serve anyone? Yeah, they say that. Oh, okay. but it's not true. But, but if, I'm, if I'm discriminating on the basis of race... Hmm. Uh, for example, uh, I can be shut down hmm. legally. Now, if I'm in the public square and my platform is a public um, uh, platform for speech, mm-hmm. then doesn't that make me a public accommodation? And therefore, because I'm in the in the in the realm of public speaking and free speech, hmm. how can I uh, censor thoughts and ideas that I don't agree with? You make a good point. Okay, I, so I, because it's private property, doesn't mean that it's not access that it can't be accessible to everyone based on whatever. I could I could probably get get in trouble from the state or the government or whoever if I was to say uh, uh, Democrats need not come in or lefties need not come in or communists <laughs> need not come in or whatever the hmm. or whatever if I decided because I'm a public accommodation. By the way, it's worth noting that – you remember that story from – Not the, that I would want to, and right, I don't want to. I right. want everyone to come to my place and feel welcome, and the last thing I do is talk politics. That story from a couple of years ago, the uh, the bakery, they refused uh-huh. to make a, right. uh, a a cake for a lesbian couple. Mm-hmm. Uh, they actually won the lawsuit. Right. And they can make – they can re- re- refuse – they have the right to refuse service the, the, to anyone. Right. Well, not only that – well, it's different because, see, you're – okay, so – my, I agree. <laughs> if I'm if I'm opening the door to everyone, then everybody can come in. But I select my clients. Uh, if you're an attorney, you don't have to take every account. Right. Okay. You don't have to take every client. If you're a landlord, you don't have to rent to anyone. And if I'm right. a if I'm a custom baker, I don't have to take on every account. Right. For whatever reason. And yeah. there's a difference there because I don't have a space. That 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 birthday cake, that wedding cake, does not occupy a space for public accommodation. 
So it's different if you own a so restaurant it's being or run forced a to do business. one thing and it's being uh, forced to do another. Now I may be fuzz- I may be wrong on this, and I'm willing to admit that if somebody knows more than me on this, and that's fine. I can tell you that as a public accommodation, you do have you do have you know somewhat limited on who you can discriminate against for whatever reason. Hmm. I do know that. But but if someone were to walk in your restaurant without a shirt on, it's a health code thing. You could same with dogs. <laughs> Don't get me started. <laughs> Service dogs. Huh? Yeah, yeah. My service parrot. <laughs> Your parrot landed in my burrito. No, yeah. no, no, not the parrot. Just yeah. whatever. Just <laughs> Jack Lancaster with me today on the Andy Griffin Swine show. Bird. Yeah, let's let's get a commercial break in. Uh, check in with weather right now. Compelling guests, hot topics, the latest news, always on the Andy Griffin Show. Is there a juicy part in it for me? Right here on News Radio 890, 92.5, KDXU, Southern Utah's News Talk Leader. Welcome back, 938 on KDXU. I'm Andy. Thanks for tuning in today. Jack Lancaster is here as well. My dad really likes you, Jack. Oh, thanks thank for, you. I think you're kind of a stud. Oh. <laughs> he hasn't met you, though. Well, I know. I've never met your dad. No. He's uh, 86 uh-huh. and uh, strong as an ox. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's... I, I think he could I, I think he could hold his own if he had well, I'll to. Bet he yeah. I'll bet he could. I'll bet he could, man. Big, strong guy. So, uh, and he swims 34 laps three times a week. Really? Yeah. Does he, live, does he live here in town? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. He listens every day. Oh, he's my gosh. He's right now. All right. Yeah. Hey, Mr. Griffin. How you doing? <laughs> yeah, he's doing great. Rod is his name. Rod? All right. Yeah. yeah. Big fan of the show. Big fan of Jack Lancaster. I, said, well, I like you. that. He told thank me, you, I Rod. like that Jack guy. <laughs> uh, anyway, Jack, thanks for coming in today. We were talking a little bit about the disinformation governance board that has been put together by uh, Biden and his cronies to censor uh, uh, topics. We were talking about Facebook a little bit. That Jack and I kind of differed a little bit. I feel like uh, Facebook's a, a privately owned company, and if I don't like it, I can go somewhere else. And Jack was talking about retail establishments and uh, how that doesn't work that way necessarily in a public place like a restaurant. Yeah. Uh, by the same token, maybe you're right, but by the same token, why if a restaurant said, hey, we don't serve lefties, we don't serve libs, why would a liberal even want to go there? Right, you know, you know I mean? and there so, there have been restaurants, I think, in Florida that said if you voted Democrat, you're not welcome here, something yeah. like that. I think there was a, a thing on that. And uh, you know, from a business point of view, probably not the best Stupid, yeah. idea, you know. <laughs> uh, money is money. Because, no you know, food, food is a blessing and, and food is something that everyone is entitled to uh, be able to have access to. And so it's not, it's not that... Uh, uh, you know, when we go back to Facebook and we go back to those other platforms that are mm-hmm. on a national basis that serve the, basically, think of it like this: if if you cannot, if if you can censor the town square, you know, uh, I was a missionary in Chicago, and I remember there was a corner, there's a real busy street corner, it was Clark and Diversity, and there would literally be guys standing on crates. Really. Yeah, like the old days. Yes, and they were they were talking uh, religion basically. They were like preachers, and they were, hmm. you know, uh, telling everybody how how much sinners everybody was. Yes, yeah. you're all but, going to. But it was an interesting thing, and everybody just walked by, and the guy was just you know, sp- you know handing out his leaflets and doing whatever he did, and uh, you know, fine, good on them, you know, uh, just uh, uh, just Friday night there was a big demonstration down there in front of Iceberg, uh, mm-hmm. the uh, abortion uh, protesters, you yeah. know, they were down there. And uh, I think they're misinformed, uh, but, um, <laughs> you know, yeah. but good for them to do that. 
you know. So, but, and that's a good segue into uh, what I wanted to talk about next, uh-huh. and that's the the leaking of information, which creates a shading in how uh, our Supreme Court justices are are going to rule. If if they know every single one of their notes are going to be put out there in front of the public's eye, mm-hmm. I think it's going to change maybe how they rule on some things and how they yeah, feel about yeah. certain things. And, C- certainly could, you know, and I hope they find the person who leaked it and prosecute that person to the fullest extent of the law. Story on the wire today said there were 70 people who had access to those notes. Okay. And narrowing easy. it down to finding the one person yeah. who let it out. Now, I'm a firm believer 99% of the time when someone commits some a crime or something bad, they can't help themselves they have to mention it to somebody at some point and they're going to catch this person eventually but there might be i don't know five million reasons not to say anything too perhaps well it, when you're <laughs> when you're when you're undermining the process of the judiciary you know that's not a good thing in this in this system because we have to have faith in our institutions yeah you know uh especially the ones that are created uh by the constitution we have to have a third branch of government we have to have these checks and balances on what's going on these cannot be undermined and they need to be protected at all costs and and if these people are going to sit there and and uh think that it's okay to leak it because you know they don't agree with the opinion uh then what what's the next thing and the problem is it sets a bad precedent for going into the future and and the other reason is uh, Democrats all over the country are, are losing right now in all the polls with with elections yeah. coming up. Yeah. They were looking at losing uh, maybe the House and maybe perhaps the Senate as well. And and if that happens, well, then uh, Joe Biden becomes uh, <laughs> maybe literally, but also figuratively toothless. Yeah. In some well, of his decisions. <laughs> so, I know. Yeah, I went there. Let's go. Let's, let's go to the phone lines. Hey, you're on with Andy and Jack this morning. What's up? Good morning, gentlemen. Morning. I uh, have a question for you guys. Okay. So if you were, uh, and I hate to characterize it this way, but just play along with me if you would. If you're uh, Joe Biden and uh, Cammie, what would you be doing different if your goal was to destroy the country? What would you be doing different than what you're currently doing right now? It's a good question. Because there's not a lot that I can think of off the top of my head. I mean, I, you know, it's interesting when you think of that, and when you think of it in terms like, uh, what could you be doing that's more effective? And I can't, I can't think of anything. To be honest with you. Well, and that's the problem. I yeah. think most Americans fail to recognize, and because this is such an unbelievable thought, but the left is bent on destroying America as we yeah. understand it. I, You'll remember Obama's comment. Actually, it was Michelle that said, Barack knows we have to change our, our traditions, our history, our language. Well, that's exactly what's been happening right. for decades. And as Americans, we just won't accept the truth that's right in front of us. And so I, I think if we're going to uh, be able to start turning this, uh, this huge ship, the first thing we have to recognize is what they're trying to do to us. I agree. I agree. And and. And when you look at it from that point of view, it starts you thinking down a different path. And, and I, I, like I said, Andy, earlier in this conversation, you know, when, when we talked about what we we're going to talk about today, when you texted me, you know, it, it makes me think that the motivation, because when you look at the results of, the, the, of their actions and the fact that they don't, they don't course correct, if you will. Yeah. Okay. 
and the fact that they're deliberately making life easy, dip, more difficult for the vast majority of Americans. They're, they're, they're artificially causing uh, an unnecessary hike in the gasoline and energy and fossil fuel prices. They're unnecess- These are also unnecessary, which is really what's frustrating. Mm-hmm. And and when you when it comes down to the political speech and the fact that they can't handle the truth, so now they've got to come up with some kind of abort under under Department of Homeland Security, no less, you know, as if that's going to make us yeah. safer as a country to <laughs> limit the amount of information the Americans are going to be allowed. So they're gonna they're gonna edit. They're gonna say, well, this has not been approved by by the the the, the governance the board. governance board. Yeah. You know, the lady that was singing. Do you see your TikTok video? Uh, <laughs> you know, singing the Mary Poppins song. Yeah. So um, then YouTube can say, well, we can censor it because the governance board said it was misinformation. So they're gonna rely on that to use an excuse to further censor and further uh, edit whatever it is that they wanna that doesn't fit their political uh, ideology. And that's that's so dangerous, because the did vast. You guys see, Go ahead. Uh, did you guys see uh, Dinesh D'Souza's two thousand mules uh, Saturday night? I, I haven't no. seen it yet, but my son has sent me a link that I can see it for free, uh, and well, so I'm planning on seeing it as soon as I get a chance. Andy, please watch it. Share it with as many people as you possibly can. You know, we're all talking about the upcoming elections. Dinesh D'Souza has presented enough evidence that I think any reasonable person would say there's enough here that there has to be an investigation into the, uh, the uh, way that ballots were uh, issued and collected and uh, processed. And it, it's just unbelievable. The evidence he has is uh, uh, irrefutable. And I, I'm not saying that the election was stolen, although I believe that from day one. Uh, I don't have the evidence to support that. But Dinesh has the evidence, and he's presented it in this this uh, documentary, that every AG in this country should be starting an investigation into these mules. And these were guys that were what? paid to go out and stuff mules? ballots in ballot boxes, and he's got the proof. So you say 2,000 mules, as in the, the horse-donkey hybrid mule? Yes, and it's it's a, the reason for that yeah. is the same. You know, a mule, uh, as we understand it, a mule coming across the border with drugs or people. Right, right. It's They're the carrying these mule. These mules were trafficking in ballots. Okay, okay, wow. I understand. You gotta, you gotta so, see this, Jack. And then, Andy, please make this a, you know, an ongoing uh, conversation because if our elections are fixed, then nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. You're right. And the thing got to get a break in here, guys. Okay, go ahead. So let let me take a commercial break. When we come back, we'll talk some more about this. Uh, Great words, though, from Steve. If our elections are fixed, if us going to the ballot box is meaningless, if, if if the answer has already been decided, then what's the whole point of having a democracy? What, what's the point of it all? Uh, there isn't a point, I don't think. And so that's something we need to take very, very seriously. And yet the left is trying to poo-poo it. I'll be right back. Oh, baby. we got a lot of cool stuff going on out here. Cash and Cruise, the Sting, Sting concert giveaway. Uh, just had Jack Hunter. I had a pair of jacks today. Yeah, a pair of jacks. That's, that ought to win me something. That ought, right? to, win. <laughs> ought to win me something. Anyway, uh, Jack Hunter stopped by, and uh, they've got their big old Western Sky Aviation Warbird Museum Armed Forces Celebration coming up. 
they're going to have a bunch of cool planes coming in. Let's see, B-17 and B-25 uh, ground tours, vintage fighter jets, military displays, warbird rides, food vendors. Uh, they're going to have that Chinese MiG. Jack keeps talking about putting me in that thing, but I don't think I can fit. Uh, <laughs> but they also have a hangar dance coming up, and that's going to be cool as well. Uh, I went to last time they had it before COVID, and yeah. uh, it was a lot of fun. Sounds like a good time. A lot of fun. When yeah. is it again? Uh, well, it starts next week. The hangar dance is, uh, let's see, give me the May 21st. So what is that, a week from Friday? Okay. A week from Saturday, yeah. something like that. I might be embroiled in high school uh, baseball playoffs at the time, so we'll have to we'll have to uh, sort all that yeah, out. Yeah, May but... 21st is uh, a week from Saturday. Oh, it's Saturday. Oh, So well. this Saturday's the 14th. In the I might yeah. be. Of it. Actually, I think the playoffs go all the way till Saturday night, so I might be busy. All right. We'll send somebody. Maybe Jack uh, Lancaster can go instead of... Hey, I'm there, man. Corner. Give me yeah. tickets. Give take me your tickets if you're not going. I'll take dancing. my little wife. We'll go have some fun. <laughs> uh, happy Mother's Day again uh, yesterday to all the moms yeah. out there. Yeah. Uh, I thought my wife was treated pretty well by her kids. It, it's an interesting deal because she's not my mom. And so somebody uh, had asked, hey, you're going to buy something for your wife? I'm like, well, she's not my mom. Uh, but they're like, yeah, well, try showing up on Mother's yeah. Day without a gift, Be buddy. Be careful with that attitude, Brett, my <laughs> yeah. friend. I'm just warning you right now. No, you're right. It'll backfire, right. You, backfire on you next month from her. Uh, yeah. No, you're right. Because, Father's Day. Yeah. Yes. Father's Day. Yeah. Uh, I, I wanted to talk a little bit again. Back to the, the Supreme Court. Somebody leaked out that the Supreme Court had written a, what are the words, the notes or whatever, uh, uh, a discourse about how Roe versus Wade was something that was not should not be a national law. It should right. be decided by the individual states. A lot of things wrong with the way people are reacting to it, yeah. the, the extremists in particular. Uh-huh. Uh, number one, that information shouldn't even be out there. Right. Uh, and, and and whoever leaked it is should be in big trouble because I believe it's going to change the way justices now uh, think about things because they're going to be worried about all this information getting out there. That's one point. The other point is... They're they're not saying, hey, you can't, you know, have your your each state can't decide. What they're saying is each state should decide, as a matter of fact, and every mm-hmm. state should have its own uh, policy when it comes to the horrible, in my opinion, act of of, uh, of abortion. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, a friend of mine, actually, I, my son was talking, and my dad, they were talking about this the other day. Look. If you don't like the abortion laws in the state where you live, when this happens, and I believe it will happen, yeah. you can just move. Move to somewhere that is a lot more lax. You don't have to move. Just take a trip. Yeah, take a tri- Exactly. Yeah. yeah, you don't even have to move. You can just go do it mm-hmm. somewhere else. And yeah. I have a friend who posted online a big sad story, and, I, and I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be heartless about a lady who had to take her baby early because her baby had a tumor and was going to die. And now she's classified as being an abortionist and, no, that's, and things like that. And no. I'm like, look, you're trying to get me to feel bad about this uh, and, and change my opinion. And it's not working. I feel yeah. bad for those people. But that is a, a very, very isolated anecdotal story. It is yeah. not what we're talking about here. No, that, that wouldn't. Well, I don't know. I, I don't want to get into the point of, of discussing the, the pros and cons of abortion, and, and we have our opinions, right. and, and, and I'm very pro-life, by the way. But you cannot, you, you cannot decide this thing. Uh, this is something that, you know, that could, you know, it could cause, well, it could cause a civil, it's causing civil unrest now. Hopefully it doesn't go much further than that civilly in that if we as a nation can come up with a solution, whatever it is, 
to this. And I agree, it's bad. It's bad precedent. It should be codified either at the federal level or on the state level. It should be a state issue, yeah, like is. marriage yeah. should be. Absolutely. And uh, and and that because, but then then you just, but I I don't think that the people that are 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 going to be satisfied. Put it this way, I I don't see a lot of uh, right wing uh, uh, protesters in California because you know they're going to be like you know, abortion up till the moment of birth, if you will. Okay, that probably will be their stand. Yeah. Versus, let's say, Utah, which may limit abortions quite severely compared to what they are today. Um, we're, you know, we've already had quite a number of protests on the one end, and you're going to have protests on the other end. Hopefully it stays peaceful um, because, you know, back in the, um, I don't know what it was, the 80s, you had abortion bombers going off and things mm-hmm. like that. Uh, I'm, you know, violence does not settle these issues it tends to uh, get people more solidified in their opinions because it because basically you dehumanize the the, uh, the opposing point of view and and we we do we're doing enough of dehumanizing folks as it is right now yeah and yeah. Uh, you know Jack we got about ninety seconds left I know you wanted to take a minute here okay so I have a theory um, I believe we're living through the seventies again now really we have well we think about it we have a president uh, that reminds me of Jimmy Carter a lot. Okay, only Carter was a lot more uh, with it, put it that way. Um, You know, my wife's a fashionista. You know, I'd say that with the most uh, loving uh, uh, terms. But, you know, the bell bottoms and the platform shoes are there. You know, they're back. They're back. Yeah. Their haircuts, you look at the the, uh, young men. Mm-hmm. Uh, and their haircuts reminds me of uh, you know John Travolta and Donny Osmond back <laughs> yeah. in the day. Okay, beers are hot. Yeah. Okay, do we have high inflation now? Did we have high inflation oh, yeah. in the '70s? Oh, boy, did we! What about gasoline prices? Were they going up in the '70s? Yeah, although or, although we wish they were not right now what they were then. But, <laughs> but they that's were. The, that's when they broke a dollar from yeah. like when it started at, at like forty cents or something a gallon, mm-hmm. and then it went up to a dollar, and everybody yeah. freaked out. I remember they had to change all the gas pumps. And then, so so here's what happened. What happened after the 70s ended? What, who did we get in 1980 for president? Ronald Reagan. Right. So here's my prediction, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm going to predict that because of this, we're going to get Trump, to, Trump uh, uh, term number two. DeSantis is going to be his veep. And then we're going to get DeSantis for two more terms. Because after the 70s, we had three terms of Republican presidents. Maybe people are finally going to realize that the liberals don't know what they're doing. And guess what? When the Republicans start winning at the ballot boxes, who do you think is going to start complaining about faking the the, the vote? The shoe will be on the other proverbial <laughs> foot. Thank you, Jack, for coming in okay. today.